When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. And yes, it's 11.03, a very important uh, day for racing coming up on uh, Saturday. It, of course, is the running of the Derby, a time-honoured event in the history of New Zealand uh, racing with some wonderful winners over the years. And there'll be another one uh, this weekend uh, when it is uh, run and done. Uh, in the studio in Christchurch is uh, Louis Herman Watt, of course, um, who will uh, host this uh, particular segment of the show um, and sitting in the studio, I can see in Auckland uh, is Mr. Craig Baker. He's the GM of racing at Auckland Thoroughbred Racing. Craig, uh, welcome along to you. You did this uh, for us on uh, Million Dollar Day for Caraca. Um, and this uh, one, of course, is a million dollar race. Uh, so really, really important. Um, uh, and Louis, uh, uh, some great tradition with some great winners over the years. It's a wonderful race. It's one of the greatest race. And Million Dollar Baker, the Million Dollar Man. To join us, wow, it's a, it's a big day whenever you get Bakes in the studio. Uh, it's fantastic, Smithy, because there's so much history, there's so much prestige, and you always get a storyline. The, the derby never rolls around at this time of year, and there's not something that everybody wants a question answered to. And this year, it's going to be, how good is Sharp and Smart? He's out the box, he could be anything. Graham Rogerson's been telling us this for a long, long, long period of time. Some people didn't believe him, some people were late to cotton on, but right now he could be anything. And on Saturday we could see anything, because the Derby Craig has thrown up winners at long odds for years. Hundred dollar, hundred to one shot, um, winning for Stephen Marsh a few years back. But um, yeah, this year's probably a little bit different. Rightio, let's get on with it, uh, Craig. There's a lot of trainers, owners, etc., who are eagerly awaiting the information you're about to give us. So give us the draw for this year's Derby, please. Okay, so the draw for the Auckland Thoroughbred Racing New Zealand Derby: uh, number one, Sharp and Smart, Barrier Four; number two, Desert Lightning, Barrier Three. Number three, Dynastic, Barrier 10. Number four, Ytac, Barrier 5. Number five, Cruise Missile, 15. Number six, Devil Dom, 18. Number seven, Opawa Jack, 12. Number eight, Mark Twain, Barrier 6. Number nine, Savoir Fair, Barrier 9. Number 10, Texas, Barrier 2. Number 11, Rockburn, Barrier 16. Number 12, Channel Surfer, Barrier 7. Number 13, Walsall, Barrier 1. Number 14, Jafera, Barrier 11. Number 15, Angelus, Barrier 13. Number 16, Full of Sincerity, Barrier 8. Number 17, Dimaggio, Barrier 17. And number 18, Sava Bourbon, Barrier 14. Right, OK. Louis Herman, what? Your first impressions there? Well, the horses in the market have nothing to complain about. 
sharp and smart barrier four, maybe a touch close in, but not really. You can't complain there. I think if Ryan Elliott finds himself three wide from there, there's um, serious bigger issues going on. Desert Lightning three, he'll have his chance. Whitek five, Mark Twain six, tends to get back. Dynastic ten, he'll probably be ridden back, I imagine, as well. Devildom 18 is interesting, what they do from out there. But really, I think this just sets up to be a perfect race where there's no excuses, Craig. Yeah, no, 100%. I think um, they'd be pretty happy with Sharp and Smart. Strawy just be able to probably just sit um, pretty handy, uh, either one off the fence or even go to the trail, probably one off the fence just to take out a bit of bad luck. But, um, yeah, the barrier draws have worked out pretty well for most. Interesting. Okay. Um, can I – I know you um, – yeah, You've got other things to do, Craig. I just wonder, could you repeat it for us for those people that have not, um, you know, w which might have come in late or uh, weren't able to write them down in time, so including myself. So uh, could you <laughs> just repeat it for us, please? No worries. Um, number one, Sharp and Smart, Barrier 4. Number two, Desert Lightning, Barrier 3. Number three, Dynastic, Barrier 10. Number four, Ytac, Barrier 5. Number five, Cruise Missile, Barrier 15. Number six, Devil Dom, Barrier 18. Number seven, Opawa Jack, Barrier 12. Number eight, eight Mark Twain, Barrier 6. Number nine, Savoir Fair, Barrier 9. Number 10, Texas, Barrier 2. Number 11, Rockburn, Barrier 16. Number 12, Channel Surfer, Barrier 7. Number 13, Walsall, Barrier 1. Number 14, Jafera, Barrier 11. Number 15, Angelus, Barrier 13. Number 16, Full of Sincerity, Barrier 8. Number 17, Dimaggio, Barrier 17. And number 18, Sava Bourbon, Barrier 14. Rightio, uh, that's uh, Craig Baker, of course. Craig is the General Manager of uh, Racing at uh, Auckland thoroughbred racing now any difference uh, Craig in looking at that uh, the race being run at um, at Tarapa of course uh, different way round than they run uh, at uh, Ellerslie do you see the draw being more or less important this year oh I don't think so I think both races start at the top of the straight so um, you know Ellerslie uh, obviously and in, in Tarapa their 2400 metre starts the top of the straight so yeah there's plenty there's probably a five or 600 metre run down to the winning post at Tarapa. So even those who have drawn out can probably, um, you know, with a bit of luck can find themselves in a half reasonable position. So now, Louis, do we, uh, in the, the Magic Million, of course, uh, particularly in uh, the two-year-old race, uh, we had a situation where uh, jockeys were waiting for the barrier draw to make their choices. I remember everyone was hanging on the last moment of what uh, Opie was going to ride for the, the Tangerine Army. Uh, so what are you what are you expecting here? I think it'll be less of an issue, Smithy, because Tiako in particular don't have a mortgage on this race like they tend to with the Crocomillion two year olds. So it'll be pretty obvious. I assume Opie will be on Dynastic, um, Sharp and Smart. We know we'll have uh, Ryan Elliott, uh, Vinny. Desert has been partnering Desert Lightning. He's not shy of a derby. Um, from there, I'll be interested to chat with Andrew Scott just to confirm they have three in the race, I believe, Scotty and Lance. So be good to just confirm their jockey bookings and work out. You can kind of count it back from there. On the, the 
I guess, where we start this race at the top of the Tarapa straight. The, the beautiful thing is, even if jockeys do man, uh, are managing to struggle to get in, it's not going to be the ones in the market. We're not going to get a hard luck story here, I don't think. And you just, in these big races, personally, unless you've got huge futures on something rough, um, you're kind of happy enough. And I'm just watching the market now. $1.70 for Sharp and Smart. This draw, I suspect it'll only just tighten it in. I mean, I'm curious. Last year, La Creek started, I think, $1.35, Craig. You might be able to correct me if I'm wrong there. It was $1.40. It was short. I would not be shocked to see Sharp and Smart start under $1.50. Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably a dollar fifty. Um, it's probably about right. I mean, if you ran the race three times, you'd probably think that Sharp and Smart would win it twice. So, um, you know, dollar fifty is about the right mark. I think from in the Derby perspective, it's probably not so much bad luck at the start. It's probably from about the eight hundred where you want to be following a horse that's going. It's um, tracking you into the race. If you follow following a horse that's going backwards, and some of them will be struggling at the six hundred just with the extra distance. Um, I think that's where you run into some bad luck. And La Creek was a bit of a victim of that last year. Okay, well, Louis, um, always uh, we like to be able to talk to personalities around the race and. Uh, who have you lined up first up? Oh, he's a legend. He's very good of him to give us some of his time. Uh, he's heard the barrier draw. Number four, Graham Rogerson. Rogie, great to have you join Smithy, myself, and Craig. How are you doing this morning? I can't complain. Just walked up before I listened to your draw. Uh, I've just been, i got a truckload of Ferrandos just come back from the breakers with next year's two-year-old, so I was quite happy. Okay. Well, just before you declare us your next champion, let's talk about this pending one just yet. Barrier 4, he doesn't seem to mind getting ridden wide and having it go maybe a little bit against him, but surely from there Ryan will have him maybe one back, one out, and it shouldn't be a hard luck story. Oh, well, he's riding him. I think he's riding as good as anyone in New Zealand. He's, uh, he is a good rider. He's uh, He can win. He knows how to win Group 1 races, and uh, I won't be giving him any instructions. He knows the horse. He come and rode him work at T-Rapa on Tuesday morning. He'll be in tomorrow morning early. No doubt he'll be going to the sweat box to ride it. Rotorua, so uh, he'll ride him in the morning, but I couldn't be more happier with the horse. I think he's improved since the Herbie died, and he seems to be getting mentally stronger in himself, the way he's thinking, so that's a good sign. Well, he's he's certainly well-travelled, Roger. He's, he's done it all already, and he's, you've got big plans for him for the rest of this autumn. Just take us back to when you realised he was a little bit special. Talk us through it, and for our sports listeners as well, what do you see out of a horse at a young stage that gives you a hint that he's a little bit different? Uh, Even when we were getting him ready for the ready-to-run sales, Ryan and Bailey, everyone that rode him said, why are you selling him? So uh, that's how I ended up going to keep him, and... uh, Put a few of my mates in him and they're having a ride of their lives with him and uh, I think as he matures and that he's going to get better. So we're going to have a lot of fun with him. What what would you what would have to happen for him not to go to the ATC Derby and then on to the the Queen Elizabeth because you can get twenty six bucks about him in the Queen Elizabeth and I know you've got ambitious plans further and beyond but just this preparation is it still very much on the calendar get through Saturday all safe and sound touch wood 
off to the Derby in Sydney and then take on those smart older horses in the QE2? Well, that's our plan. But, I mean, you know, everything, the horse comes first. Uh, he's, um, he'll, he'll run the Derby and then he'll arrive in Sydney uh, six, seven days before the... Uh, before the ATC derby, he knows his way around Sydney. He is a great traveller. Uh, he doesn't seem to worry him. And uh, if he did back, if he comes through the the derby in uh, Sydney, we're, we're considering like running him in the Queen Elizabeth. It'd be nice to see how good he really is against the real good horses. You know, that's our aim at this stage. Roger, you've had some uh, terrific horses and a great association with this race over the years. Where does Sharp and Smart sit for you as a three-year-old in the horses that you've had under your care? He's certainly got the ability. He's, uh, he's far from the finished product, uh, that's for sure. But uh, he can run sectionals. His work on Tuesday morning was just outstanding. Ryan got a hell of a shot, you know, the way he went to the line. Uh, he seems to be improving all the time and he, even if it rains he'll go in the wet I don't think he's as good in the wet but if you have a look at his form he's had three runs on wet tracks two wins in a second so he's just got that little bit of class and uh, I think as he gets older I'm hoping to give him a, a good break after the autumn and then in the spring we're really going to He'll have one race in New Zealand and uh, probably all in Group 1 races and then he'll go have a couple of lead-ups to the big races in Melbourne and then my plan is to finish off his spring in Hong Kong and run in the Vars up there. So that's our plan. So we'll see if we can get there. We'll see you in Honkers. Roggie, we'll see you up there, mate. Uh, all the best. All the best. It's marvellous to have a horse this good going round in our derby. It's great for the race. So congratulations to get to this point, and we'll see how it pans out on Saturday. Yeah. Oh well, we're just in racing, and uh, I'm the first to admit it. You just he just needs an ounce of luck, you know, and nothing go against him, and that's what we're that's what we hope happens. And if it does, well, I think we'll be very hard to beat. Hard to disagree with that, Smithy. No, actually, Roger, great. Uh, thanks for your time. Always loving uh, hearing your uh, your theories and that's uh, all the very best at the weekend. Uh, we'll take a short break here uh, as we review that barrier draw. We'll read it out again for those of you that may have missed it and then we'll chat to uh, hopefully Andrew Scott who has got three in the race. Um, he has uh, got three in the race um, and uh, also, of course, uh, along with Stephen Marsh, he's got three. Mark Walker, just the two from uh, the Tangerine Army. Short break, back shortly with uh, some more personalities. He's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. And Mornings with uh, Ian Smith uh, features the uh, barrier draw. We've just done it live. We'll give it to you uh, again very shortly. But, uh, Louis, we have uh, another uh, trainer on the line with uh, a vested interest times three in the race in Andrew Scott. Has been known to train a derby winner. Has our man Scotty, along with uh, one of the goats to do it in the saddle, Lance O'Sullivan, of course. Morning, Andrew. Great to have you join the show. How's, uh, how's spirits down there in Matamata? 
Oh, thanks, Louie. Uh, thanks, Smithy, for having us on. And uh, no, spirits are high, like always. Um, and uh, no, look, it's a, it's a beautiful day outside. So we've got nothing to complain about down here, just like Roggie. <laughs> Roggie's always chipper, isn't he? You know that. Right, let's crack into it. Ytac, a gorgeous draw in five. Uh, Devilled him from 18. What do we do there? Yeah, good question. Um, well, look, uh, Ytac at five. Look, it's the first time he's drawn a barrier all season, uh, which will aid his chance no end. Um, look, uh, you know, he had to sort of go forward a little bit the other day and he, the horse done a good job to sort of backward park into a spot and then, you know, Desert Lightning's just got his tail the whole way and uh, just had that beautiful run and draw that just aided his chance in the <clears throat> the last 50 yards. Um, so, yeah, look, the, the draw is a massive help to Waitak, you know. He, he will just give him that opportunity to come out and lob and just... Get his, get his rhythm quick because, you know, even at Pookie the other day, he's sort of racing with his head in the air a little bit still. Uh, the racing's going to, you know, the, the two runs over ground has done him the world of good. We've seen in his work this week that he's just working so much more settled and and it doesn't matter what sport you play or what, what you're doing. Rhythm um, is everything. And if you've got that rhythm and breathing going, you're going to finish so much stronger. So... Hopefully he finishes like the Black Caps and it's a good close finish and uh, we get on top of Roger. Fair enough. Look, if someone's going to knock Sharp and Smart off, there's not too many of these that I think can, but I do think Waitak can. Um, before we get on to Devildom and, of course, Jafera as well, two starts ago at Tarapa, punters probably are still scratching their head a little bit. He did turn it around at... Uh, Pukakoi, as you said, have you fully worked a horse out yet? And do you fully work a derby horse out before the derby is run? Or is there always an element of unknown when you train these staying three-year-olds? Uh, yeah, look, there's, there's definitely element of, you know, um, surprise. I think we saw that with Asterix last year. You know, you go back to, to excellent. Well, no one had no one had Chevelle de Troy getting beaten. Uh, no one had La Creek getting beaten last year. So, um, look, it's, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to keep your eye on the prize. And, yeah, look, going back to Waitak, look, it, it, what went wrong, and that was, that's another example of drawing the outside gate that day. <clears throat> he saw a little bit of uh, clear air and he got caught wide and then he's got a check at the 600 and he got forced back into this low lane. And so what, what, what could have gone wrong went wrong. And uh, until his credit, the horse actually finished off well. Um, so, yeah, and that's what he's sort of saying, that this barrier draw is going to be such an aid to him. So, yeah, look, I think as far as working them out, it's, you know, you, you A, you want a good stayer, B, you've got to have a fit horse uh, and a settled horse that finds rhythm and that can really quicken. Uh, and certainly the case this Saturday around Tarapa, it'll be a, it'll be, it'll be, Quickly run, and you know they'll they'll continue to quicken, and uh, it'll be a it'll be a quick run derby, and you know obviously with the rail in, it'll be hard to make ground. So, yeah, look, uh, you know, you I think you'd want to sort of, you know, barrier draws are going to be a massive aid. For sure, they are, and you want a clear run, as Craig said earlier. You don't want something stopping in front of you. Uh, Jafira, Devildom, could they upset the apple cart? Do they have the class? 
Um, look, I think going on track work, you would say Jafiro is going the best. I think he ran the quickest last 200 of the race the other day. Look, he drew the outside gate the other day, and it was all about just getting him around, getting a bit of mileage into him, and, um, you know, and, and getting him going. If, it, if the, his chances came if when the rain was around, look, it looks like things are clearing up. Um, you know, he worked in soft ground yesterday and the way he worked in soft ground, what he probably needs to be really competitive, um, you'd say he's going to be hard to beat. But look, now the ground's got a bit quicker. Um, it's it's just going to be a little bit harder for him. But, you know, he's got a good jockey with Andrew Atkins coming over. Um, and don't worry, he's he'll beat home more than beat him. Um, so, yeah, he's not out of it. As, you know, when he, he stayed well at Tauranga two starts ago, Deviled him, yeah, good question. Which way you go, forward or back? Look, I suppose we've got to watch how the races are running and how the pattern goes. But, look, he is the best stayer of our three. Um, he's got, you know, if you, you know, his last run wasn't bad. Grillsy just got off him and said he's, he's a very timid horse and he sort of wants to run away, for, and he's been like this all his life. He wants to run away from them and, and lose focus. Um, look, he'll settle well. Uh, he will stay very well. Uh, we've found that with the old man Zors. Um, and look, he's he's had a really good fortnight. With a fortnight leading into his last one at Avondale, we could have had better. Um, he's had a really good fortnight. He worked yesterday. This morning, he's jumping out of his skin. Uh, but certainly, the forgotten horse, sort of, you know, going into the. Waikato Guineas is probably one of the favourites, and his run was very good that day. You know, he comes through in the worst of the ground. He was down on it all the way. He's going really well, that horse. Um, you know, if he'd if he'd drawn a gate, well, you know, we would say he's the one to beat. But I suppose Waitak with his form, uh, we know he's probably Devildom's the best stayer, and Jafira's worked the best. So look, they've all got their their their, their, their chance. Uh, they're all fit, sound, and healthy. So. Look, it's just um, probably going back to, you know, who's going to get the best run. Outstanding, Scotty. All the best. As I say, you've done it before. You're going for the hat trick. It would be some sort of feat, mate. Uh, well, good luck, and I'm sure we'll chat to you again before the week's up. Go well. All the best. Thank you. Yes, Scotty. Uh, okay, uh, Craig, uh, before you uh, before you go, logistically, how does this work for the Auckland Racing Club? We've seen this with Karaka at uh, Pukekohe. Logistically, how does it work with uh, your involvement and with Butch down there in, in uh, Tarapa? Pretty straightforward, and so it's a Waikato Racing Club meeting. So um, they 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 manage it. We're sponsoring the the derby, and they've got some tables um, upstairs, so which will be nice. But um, yeah, it's that uh, Waikato Racing Club run the meeting, and they'll do it very well, like they always do. Okay, and um, I don't want to be a pain in the neck, but I'm going to be. <laughs> I knew you were asking more, this. Yeah. <laughs> once more, once more, <laughs> could you possibly read out the draw for us? Because we're going to go uh, to uh, Stephen Hunt, hopefully from the TAB. Uh, very shortly as well and just see if uh, this draw that you're about to uh, reiterate for us has any influence on the market no problem Ian so number one sharp and smart barrier four number two desert lightning barrier three number three dynastic barrier ten number four Waitak barrier five number five cruise missile barrier fifteen number six devil dom barrier eighteen number seven opawa jack Barrier 12. Number 8, Mark Twain, Barrier 6. Number 9, Savoir Fair, num- uh, Barrier 9. Number 10, Texas, Barrier 2. 
Number 11, Rockburn Barrier 16. Number 12, Channel Surfer Barrier 7. Number 13, Walsall Barrier 1. Number 14, Jafira Barrier 11. Number 15, Angelus Barrier 13. Number 16, Full of Sincerity Barrier 8. Number 17, Dimaggio Barrier 17. And number 18, Sava Bourbon Barrier 14. What beats uh, sm- uh, Sharp and Smart for you, Greg? Um, well, what beats Sharp? Probably Bad Luck, um, probably. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I probably haven't looked too far past Sharp and Smart. But I think Desert Lightning um, brings a quite a bit of class to the race. He was second in the 2000 Guineas and obviously won the um, Avondale Guineas at his last start and has got a perfect draw just to do no work and he's got a touch of class. Good on you, mate. As always, thanks very much for giving up your time and uh, providing the folks at home and uh, trainers, etc., with that live barrier draw. Really appreciate uh, the fact that you've uh, come into the studio live to do it. Cheers, man. No problem, Ian. Thanks. Any time. Thank you. Uh, we'll have a, a short break for uh, news with uh, Aroha, uh, but Louis staying with us because uh, we need to get uh, the TAB perspective on this, and we'll do just that after this break. Or I should say, and yes, uh, we've been doing the live uh, barrier draw uh, for the ATR New Zealand Derby. One million dollars uh, up for grabs, so uh, plenty riding on that draw. We've just heard it, we've heard it three times. Um, and uh, Louis Herman, what uh, I noticed uh, during the news, you were uh, head down just uh, looking at it from your own perspective and hearing from Roger, hearing from Scotty as well. Um, it's it's not a lay down Mazir, but the draw didn't uh, did certainly did not hurt the favourite. Yeah, I'm crunching the numbers, Smithy. Probably trying to work out how many lengths Sharp and Smart wins by. Um, but it, you're right; it can't be because we've seen this happen time and time again. Horses, hot pots getting rolled. Bad luck. The thing is, Ryan Elliott can be as close and be as conservative as he wants, as far as. He knows the horse underneath him is not going to worry about doing more work. He knows he's got superior ability to the horses around him. Just look at the ratings. I think this horse is rated 110. The next closest is Desert Lightning 78 off the top of my head. So he knows what he's got. He doesn't have to be unlucky. But saying that, Desert Lightning's beaten prowess in a guineas. Dynastic's got class and is going to stay the distance. Tech on its day. Mark Twain has kind of shown... It could be a little bit of anything. He will get the distance. So there there are ways to convince yourself around some bigger prices if you wanted to find them. Just a point to make quickly before we get to Stephen Hunt. And, and actually, Stephen will have an opinion on this. There's been lots of chat coming out of Australia at our sister network, SEN Track, about what's the best three-year-old in the country. And, and they don't consider us a country. They, don't, they barely consider us at all. You know that, Smithy. They're throwing these names around. You know, your, your aft cabins, who, to be honest, still needs to do it this weekend in the uh, Rambwick Guineas. In secret, she lost in the weekend, had her colours lowered. Colin Gadd has beaten the older horses a couple of times at Group 1. Jack and O did it last start, and if he wins the Australian Guineas this weekend, he'll probably be the best three-year-old in the country. Golden Miles in the same boat as Aft Cabin. Legato probably could still make her a case if she bet Jack and O. But I think, likely... At the end of this autumn, Sharp and Smart will be the best three-year-old in Australia. I think that okay. he should actually be the favourite if you were going to price that market up. Well, uh, Roger was uh, very bullish about the program he set in front of him. 
His immediate uh, task, though, of course, is the derby this weekend. And uh, as you said, Stephen Hunt is on the line listening, uh, I would imagine, uh, with interest to what you say because he's very interested every time you and your mates open up your wallets. Uh, so here's the thing, Stephen Hunt. Good morning to you. Uh, on the evidence of what we've just heard with the barrier draw, how's your market looking and what are you expecting? Yeah, morning, Smithy. Morning, Louis. Look, to be honest, uh, post the barrier draws and what we've just uh, unfolded in the last 15 to 20 minutes, it's been fairly static, the market. You look at the, the key lineup and the key horses, the Sharp and Smart, the Desert Lightning, the Whitex, etc. They've all drawn decent marbles, Sharp and Smart, Barrier 4, Desert Lightning, Barrier 3, and Whitex, Barrier 5. So, look, on the back of those draws, I think all the connections from those three horses that finish one or start one, two, three in the market will be fairly happy. Uh, sharp and smart, dollar seventy-five into a dollar seventy. Post the barrier draws. Desert Lightning holds the second line at seven dollars, and Whitec just gone out of turn, but no real knock from the draw. Maybe a one horse that can sit two or three pairs closer than what it has in previous starts on the back of Wide Gates and both Guineas, the Waikato Guineas and also the Avondale Guineas. But look, sharp and smart, dollar seventy-five into a dollar seventy. Post the draws. Now, what price could you see sharp and smart? bottom out at in the uh, final field market. Last year, what was La Creek from off top of your head? $1.35, was it? Yeah, I think around that $1.35, $1.40, which is extremely short in a derby, let alone a, any thoroughbred mm. uh, race on the ca- racing calendar, Louis. Um, look, I, I, with the Aussie profile, and that's quite crucial when you're leaning up to the last five to ten minutes of trading, uh, he'll be very, very firm. I've got no doubt about it. He was very firm up against the weight for age horses last start in the uh, Herbie Dyke, and that's ripping form. Uh, I heard you mention just the ratings. He's got a rating of 110. The next best is roughly Desert Lightning, 32 ratings below at 78. Uh, on my numbers, he's roughly 4.1, 4.2 lengths superior to Desert Lightning. Uh, look, he doesn't always... Look, he does the job. He doesn't always do it on in terms of big margins. You look at all his uh, wins to date. Yeah, because he's set wide every race he's been in, Stephen. Well, hey, sometimes that's been the place to be. And Sydney on the wet track, he covered ground. But look, I understand what you're saying. Even as a juvenile back here in NZ, he only got the job done on short margins over trips that were probably short of his best. Let's let's not beat around the bush. But um, yeah, I get what you're saying. The Herbie Dyke, he was three wide facing the breeze, and they've run home 34 and change in that particular race. So to do what he did was very, very good, and that's why he's $1.70. To answer your question, what price I can see him bottom out, bottoming him out to? Uh, probably run that $1.50, $1.55. I think it's uh, pivotal how the races unfold leading up to it. If you get a few favourites, the likes of Babylon Berlin winning, etc., uh, all ups, etc. The multis, his price may even get to around that dollar fifty-five quote. But uh, and as I mentioned, that Australian profile, which he does have, which is crucial, uh, will make it very firm in the last five to ten minutes leading up to the race. Cool, Stephen. Thanks very much for your time this morning. Um, um, enjoyed catching up on that market. You've got a busy day with the Lowland ahead as well. There'll be some movement there, I'm sure, at uh, Awapuni. Thanks for your time, man. Cheers, team. Thank you. Cheers, uh, Stephen Hunt there from uh, the TAB. Any last thoughts, uh, Louis, before we, we let you go on your extended morning? Um, not like really. I sound like Ross Taylor. Um, <laughs> either Roscoe <laughs> or a horse. Um, not really. I mean, I'm just I'm trying to imagine, I'm trying to conjure the situation in my head that Sharp and Smart gets beat, and, and it's totally possible, and this is the beauty about horse racing. I don't know. I, I did tip out Dynastic at... 
21 bucks like about six weeks ago, and I'm still holding on to hope that he can run on. But the thing is, one of these horses is just going to have to lift significantly to get close to him. And $1.70, I'm actually thinking is probably still overs. So if you want a multi-filler from the weekend, maybe snap the $1.70 up before you get $1.50 on jump. Cheers, Louis. Uh, thanks very much for your help uh, over the last 40 minutes uh, getting that uh, underway and formalised. Uh, have a re- uh, terrific rest of your day and we'll catch you tomorrow morning on the Brecky Show with the lads. Uh, Louis Herman Watt there. Uh, we shall take a, a pretty short break here. When we come back, uh, we have to talk to Andy Thompson, of course, because it is Rural Roundup Wednesday.